madness of the stream. We don't have to hear that again. This is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Welcome. That was Conan Moccasin with its showed my dear. From last year's Dolphin Love Forever, the Vaselines gave us just a whim. Brand new Beach House with Lazuli and Death Grips by request with Get Got from this year's The Money Store. Uh, getting ready to turn it over to Ken. He's going to be uh, introducing his sound collage to y'all. Um, again, he's going to be joining me. and with its showed my dear from last year's dolphin love forever the vaselines gave us just a whim brand new beach house with lazuli and death grips by request with get got from this year's the money store uh getting ready to turn it over to ken he's going to be uh, introducing his sound collage to y'all um again he's going to be joining uh chris uh chris mcgray during the hour and uh sorry what was the title again that you go under ken's last ever radio extravaganza ken's last ever radio extravaganza we're going to be getting a taste of that this afternoon um but before we get to that some new best coast a couple psa's and then uh, we'll throw it over to ken so stick around
Weeks. You're listening to 911 WTJU, Charlottesville, the Sound Choice in Central Virginia. That was Con and Moccasin with its show, My Dear. From last year's Dolphin Love Forever, the Bassins gave us just a warm win. Brand new Beach House with Lazuli and Death Grips by request with Get Got from this year's The Money Store. Uh, getting ready to turn it over to Ken. Gave us just a whim. Brand new Beach House with Lazuli and Death Grips by request with Get Got from this year's The Money Store. Uh, getting ready to turn it over to Ken, who's going to be uh, introducing his sound collage to y'all. Um, again, he's going to be joining uh, Chris Hemp, uh, Chris McRae during the Hemp Hemp Hour. And uh, again, let you go. Live improvised experimental sound collage. This afternoon, uh, but until then, uh, hey folks, you're listening to 911 WTJU, Charlottesville, the Sound Choice in Central Virginia. That was Connor Moccasin with its show, my dear. Must use Dolphin Love Forever. The Vaseline's gave us just a little Brand new Beach House with Lazuli and You are listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza just right now, just in this moment for another 20 minutes. Start doing things at company. Things will get back to normal after that. This is But this sometimes was, I see more hey, in these covers right than now. what's really there. That's art. You enjoy. Just paint what you told to If you start making changes, then other people start making changes. And before you know it, you got a lot of people running around doing what they want to do. That's not a company. That's chaos.
really um, will miss you dearly, but I will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, we've got some great interviews coming up. So Ken Garson's going to be your host for the next couple of weeks. Um, Ken's last ever radio extravaganza is an ongoing audio experiment involving the manipulation and regurgitation of sounds in order to give new meanings and insights. The show recently relocated to Austin from New York City and now in its 10th year is always improvised and performed live, possibly collaging and transforming the environment that directly preceded it. For more information or to listen to some of the past 260 performances online, I'm Dan Boda here in the rotating host slot on a Saturday night on WFMU.
see more in these covers than what's really there. That's art. Just paint what you're told to paint. If you start making changes, then other people start making changes. And before you know it, you've got a lot of people running around doing what they want to do. That's not a company. That's chaos.
thought there were snowflakes falling on me, and then I touched them. And there's styrofoam flakes falling from somewhere. Is it? Is it? Is it the real? Is this? Is this what is happening? Maybe. Is that what is? There, there were times and distinguishing. This is a continuum of all the times is being all together folded here here we are random access memory so I'm here are these things they're making sounds This is a warm-up. 
trying it. I'm going to want to do other things. last ever radio extravaganza. This sound collage happening right now. It is this. Here it is. disappear, I'll say. If you hear this, if this is something you're listening to, if you're part of this, if you hear yourself, please get in touch, send a note, send email, go to a webpage. Webpage all about the show, Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza, is at lastever.org. There's information up right now on WTJU.net. You could send a note. I could send you notes. We could take notes. There are archives, past shows, lastever.org. But this, here, let's make something right now.
of everything bad since the world started. Except crisis happens. You know? Dress different for you, different and sweat more. Wake up cranky and never recover. Everything is just a little askew. Pretty soon people think the old rules are not in effect. Start to break them, thinking nobody will care, because it's emergency. Everybody's being watched. The other big question, of course, is what do you do? They finally have full employment and have half the people in the country watch the other half full time or, you know, follow you around like your own guardian angel, maybe with a McGruff the crime dog suit on, and even in the bedroom protecting you from bad things and taking a bite out of crime and all that. We already data before September 11th. There's thousands and thousands of pages of stuff that they got off of the shakes of the 93 bombing and others about what they wanted to do that no 
as the victim of America's so-called democracy. You and I have never seen democracy. All we've seen is hypocrisy. When we open our eyes today and look around America, we see America not through the eyes of someone who, have, who has enjoyed the fruits of Americanism. We see America through the eyes of someone who has been the victim of Americanism. We don't see any American dream. We've experienced only the American nightmare. We haven't benefited from America's democracy. We've only suffered from America's hypocrisy. And the generation that's coming up now can see it and are not afraid to say it. If, if you go to jail, so what? If you blame, you were born in jail.
Pick out your success journal and have some fun. Do the following. One, if you're not already in a relationship, do yourself a favor of identifying exactly what you want in a relationship. That's how I attracted my dream lady. That's how you can attract your dream lady or man as well. I wrote five pages of exactly who this person was. Mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, intellectually, even physically. How she'd look, everything about her. And I described it in detail. Now, a lot of people say, don't do that. You know, don't create those limitations. Hey, it could have changed. But I got clear on what I wanted. And I believe that if you get absolutely clear, you can attract what you want. Becky and I have this thing we call date nights, where we switch off a couple times each month, where we have a night out, and the other person gets to decide where it is, where we're going to go, what we're going to do, and it can be a total surprise. The other person is just a willing and trusting soul who shows up, and it's fun. We've done everything from going and seeing the cartoon, The Lady and the Tramp, to jumping in our helicopter and flying up the coast to Los Angeles so we can go see a play like Les Miserables. no one taking care of him. There was no one taking care of him. You know what I mean? Well, everybody needs someone to take care of you or you have to have really strong boundaries or you have to have someone. There wasn't anyone saying, no, that's too much. You can't ask him to do that much. That's too much. And it's not. He had to be the one to do it, you know, to have any kind of boundaries in, this, in all that workload. That's what I, that's what I think.
they have no way of stopping you, though, right? Well, it's a gray area. I always say that because, uh, you know, if it ever got to a court, uh, chances are I would prevail, and, you know, the Supreme Court is always moving in favor of parody artists and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get into that kind of world. I mean, I, you know, I, we live in a litigious society. I don't want to be, like, you know, antagonistic and confrontational, and, you know, I, I just want us all to get along, you know? My, my whole career, I just always wanted the artist's blessing because I want them to be in on the joke. I want it to be all, you know, in good fun. And uh, I, I've always felt that if they don't want me to do a parody, I'll walk away. Absolutely great. We sit back and we wait for help to come. We wait for technology to come back and save our lives. Because it's that every single day of your life, or other, you unconsciously walk yourself into a technology trap. Because that's the only way to live in the modern world. So you don't admit it. You say, oh, well, in this situation, we'll cope. But what happens when the effects become widespread, irreversible, devastating? What happens when what little resources you have to help you cope Give up.
not the worst trumpet player in the world. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Just keep practicing, son. <laughs> You'll get it. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For fathers and kids everywhere. Also brought to you by WTJU. <laughs> See what I mean? You're right. I'm really not the worst trumpet player in the world. Thanks, Dad. Just keep practicing, son. (laughs) You'll get it. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the Human Services and the Ad Council. For fathers and kids everywhere. Also brought to you by WTJU. <laughs> See what I mean? You're right. I'm really not the worst trumpet player in the world. Thanks, Dad. Just keep practicing, son. <laughs> You'll get it. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad 411 or Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For fathers and kids everywhere, also brought to you by <laughs> See what I mean? You're right. I'm really not the worst trumpet player in the world. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Just keep practicing, son. <laughs> You'll get it. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Fathers and kids everywhere. Also brought to you by WTJU. <laughs> See what I mean? You're right. I'm really not the worst trumpet player in the world. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Just oh, keep I practicing, son. <laughs> You'll get it. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 know that according to the Surgeon General, radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer in the United States.
Hey there, TJU listeners. We're streaming live. Tune in weekly for On the Edge with Ponch, where you will find your sound all around town every Saturday morning at 3 a.m. You can listen with your iPod and never miss a beat, or give me a call and I'll really turn up the heat. Right here at 91.1 FM WTJU Charlottesville. I always have you in mind first at On the Edge, Saturday mornings, 3 a.m. Be there. Now Casey Jones was a mighty man And now he's resting in the promised land The only kind of music he would understand Is Big E Peter under his command And made the freight train boogie All the time Made the freight train boogie And Hi, this is Pete Seeger. Whether you'd like to be Sam the Whaler, or if you're in the mood for good stories and music from around the world, you ought to listen to Tell Us a Tale. Heard every Sunday afternoon from noon till 2, right here on WTJU Charlotte. You know that this is WFMU with Gift Drummer Radio, and you can listen at 7 p.m. tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time to Global Greece. Global Greece, it'll be, and then later, Big Planet Noise, 9 to midnight. Check in on the Give the Drummer Radio page at wfmu.org slash drummer. There's an email list you can sign up for. Enjoy. This is Ken's Last Ever Radio's Coming Out. What's it mean to be a dad? What's it mean to be a dad? Pretty weird, but they gave us a whole new album, kind of like a weekly tune-up. What's it mean to be a dad? Love it. Hey, why don't you come to church with us this Sunday? What's it mean to be a dad? may not sound like the answer to your problems now, but I bet they won't seem quite as bad. What's it mean to be a dad? How about it? Mm, well, with a friend like you, Will, how can I say no? What's it mean to be a dad? Nice ball, Larry. What's it mean to be hey, a dad? Hey, dad. Yeah. You remember that ball game we went to a couple years ago? Sure. And how you didn't have enough cash for two hot dogs, so you walked with me on your shoulders until we found an ATM? And then when we got back to our seats, we never saw the hot dog guy again. Well, I don't remember all that. Yeah, that was an awesome game. You never know which moments will be the ones they'll remember forever. So take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's real bad Sunday morning. What's it mean? What's it mean? What's it mean? I don't know what it is. I felt that way a few months ago. I found out I was putting myself on a guilt trip because I hadn't been going to church. What's it mean to be a dad? What's it mean to be a dad? What's it mean to be a dad? What'd you do? Well, we started going to church again. Pretty weird, but it gave us a whole new outlook. What's it mean to be a dad? Ask a dad and ask a kid, and you're likely to get two different answers. Like a weekly tune-up. We love it. Hey, why don't you come to church with us this Sunday? It may not sound like the answer to your problems now, but I bet they won't seem quite as bad. What's it mean to be a dad? Ask a dad and ask a kid, and you're likely to get two different answers. What's it mean to be a dad? Ask a dad and ask a kid and you're likely to get two different answers. Looking for a challenging job with unlimited potential? Today's Navy offers you the opportunity to achieve your goals. Looking for a challenge in a high-tech environment? Today's Navy offers you the opportunity to meet that challenge. 
Immediate openings are available for men and women wanting to excel in the Navy's many technical fields. Hi, I'm Peg Phillips. In my spare time, I teach drama at a juvenile prison outside Seattle. Today's Navy can help you achieve your educational goals. I've actually lost family members to murder. Like other people have experienced the outrage, the anger, the pain, and the overwhelming grief. As criminal justice coordinator for the American Friends Service Committee, Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Today's Navy can help you achieve your educational goals. The Navy has financial programs to help you continue your education. Friends Service Committee, Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Today's Navy can Service Committee. Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Talk to family service committee. Pat Clark has talked to family. Pat Clark has talked to family committee. Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Today's Navy can help you achieve your educational goals. Today's Navy can help you achieve your educational goals. Today's Navy can help you achieve your educational goals. Today's Navy can help you achieve your educational goals. Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Today's Navy. Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. Pat Clark has talked to families whose loved ones have been murdered. David. Nurse, set up an IV. And you, her boyfriend. You were the driver? Yes, doctor, but I didn't mean to hurt her. I only had a few drinks. I was just buzzed. Just buzzed? Oh, then your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. She's really okay? What, are you kidding? No. Not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stack. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Disappear Fear, and you're listening to 91.1 WTJU Charlottesville, and you can hear the Eclectic Women's Show on Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Hey, thanks for playing, Sonia, and Disappear Fear. Great, that's perfect. Cool. Yes, it could play the music that feels so good, you like a At lunchtime, millions of Americans find themselves in the fast lane. But even there, it's possible to select foods that are heart healthy. And find alternatives to the death penalty. This is Health Beat. After a busy day's work, many people stop off for take-home dinner. It's quick and easy, but a take-home dinner can mean a lot of extra fat, cholesterol, and salt unless you order carefully. This office worker, who sometimes does take home, says that's something she keeps in mind when she stops off for her favorite dish to eat at home. And find alternatives this is healthy. to the death penalty. Duke University researchers who followed patients with coronary heart disease for a period of five years 
found that those who had a spouse or companion were more likely to be alive than patients who had no such relationship. This is Healthy. At a minimum, depression slows recovery after a heart attack. At worst, depression can increase a person's chance of dying. Dr. Susan Chakowsky of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute says some degree of depression is very common in heart attack patients. WTJU, Charlottesville, the sound choice in Central Virginia. Out on straight. Hey, I'm Daryl Scott, and if I lived in Central Virginia, I'd be listening to Jumpin' on the Bed every Saturday from 4 to 6 on 91.1 WTJU, Charlottesville. Said it's Saturday night, let's get in T-R-O-U-B-L-E.
you ought to be than you are. You've divided yourself from reality, from the universe, from God, whatever you want to call that. The New Age people say that you choose all these things. Choose the cars and trucks and airplanes, me and all of my neighbors. Well, maybe this is true. Maybe we can't live without all this goddamn noise. Maybe I need the noise to write poems, make love, and eat. I'm going to hang a sign out my window that says, more noise, please, or thank you for making noise. Maybe we are the kind of people who need to have what we don't want just to get along, to do the basic things. Myself, I could not sleep last night, and I could not close the window either. I tried to tear the window out of its frame and put it in a closed position, banging and ripping with the hammer and a screwdriver, standing on the window ledge in my socks three stories up. But the window wouldn't come out, and the factory was screaming, and the trucks were rumbling, and the whole world was praying for silence, and it was up to me to shut the window, and I couldn't get it down. I was just making more noise. A jet went by and all the people waved. Thanks, I yelled, as the shifts changed without a lull in production at the big plant across the street. The workers lined up at the bus stop watching me with my hammer in the window. I put sponge stoppers in my ears, but I can't stand those things for more than a few minutes. Finally, I put my head between two pillows is the same every night. I love it. I need it. Without you, I could not live. I would not have written this poem, I yelled, the window dangling half on, half off.
you know, oh, it's, if you're not a criminal, you've got nothing to hide. You know, why are you protecting your highest interest if you're not up to your good? Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I was really thinking about that as I wrote this presentation, so I wrote this, this, this ending comment, and I think, you know, it's, it's not really about whether or not you've got something to hide. It's, it's about whether or not you have to think about it. Uh, a, a criminal lives life looking over his shoulder. He doesn't. He knows he's up to no good. He knows he could be targeted for because he's up to no good. He knows people are going to be watching him, and so he's got to constantly, uh, you know, take care of everything that he does. He's got to look and see if he's being spied upon, and you know, put things under his mattress, etc. He has to live in fear, um, and he deserves to live in fear. He's up to no good. Uh, but innocent people should not have to live in fear. Uh, and 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 if they if there is a if they're if they're being targeted by the police at random, then they have to think every time they do something. You know, is this something that could be misconstrued by the police when they go through it? Are they gonna are they gonna get the wrong idea about this? Um, you know, what are they gonna say if they look at this? Maybe I just don't want you know th this item on here because I don't want some 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 customs agent to look at it just because it's, it's personal. And I, it, responsibility for our lives and the time to begin is now
I think it's become more true as a, as a quality of human attention that not necessarily so much for television, but I sometimes think that more and more of humankind spends their days looking at screens. Meanwhile, kids are neglected, spouses are neglected, relationships, families, everything's neglected. We're looking at the screen, I mean, whether it's the internet now, whether it's DVDs, iPods, whatever it is. We're not, we're not in the present.
say uh, to me, oh God, you know, um, uh, everyone loves The Office. Well, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, more people hate The Office than like it, obviously. Luckily, you don't need everyone on the planet to like you. Um, so, you know, you do your comedy for you and like-minded people.
consider the spectrum of colors. When you think of the spectrum, in what form do you think of it? Most people think of it as a ribbon, with red at one end and purple at the other. But the spectrum is actually a circle, because purple is the mixture of red and blue. It goes right round. And so in this way, all sensation, all feeling, all experience whatsoever is moving through spectra. You don't only have the spectrum of color, you have a spectrum of sound. You have various complex spectra of texture, of smell, of taste. And you're constantly operating through all the possible variations of experience. And it implies that you can't know one end of the spectrum without also knowing the other. So if you wanted, if say your favorite color is red, and you wanted only red, and you had to exclude therefore blue and purple. Without blue and purple you can't have red. Behind of course all the various colors in the spectrum is the white light. And behind everything that we experience, all our various sensations of sound, of color, of shape, of touch, there's the white light. Words and numbers are kinds of symbols. Symbols bear the same relation to the real world that money bears to wealth. You cannot quench anybody's thirst with the word water, just as you cannot eat a dollar bill and derive nutrition but using symbols and using conscious intelligence scanning has proved very useful to us it has given us such technology as we have but at the same time it has proved too much of a good thing at the same time We've become so fascinated with it that we confuse the world as it is with the world as it is thought about, talked about, and figured about. That is to say, with the world as and the difference between is vast. Of ourselves, except symbolic way like people eating menus instead of dinners. And that's why we all feel psychologically frustrated. So then we get back to the question of uh, what do we mean by I? Well, first of all, obviously, we mean our symbol of ourselves. Now, ourselves, in this case, is the whole psychophysical organism conscious and unconscious, plus its environment. That's your real self. Your real self, in other words, is the universe as centered on your organism. That's you. You say, uh, let me just clarify that a little for one reason. What you do is also a doing of your environment. Your behavior is its behavior as much as its behavior is your behavior. It's mutual. 
we could say it is transactional. You are not a puppet which your environment pushes around. Nor is the environment a puppet which you push around. They go together, they act together. In the same way, for example, if I have a wheel, one side of it going down is the same as the other side of it going up. When you handle the steering wheel of a car, are you pulling it or are you pushing it? No, you're doing both, aren't you? When you pull it down this side, you are pushing it up that side. It's all one. So there's a push-pull between organism and environment. We are only rarely aware of this as when in curious alterations of consciousness, which we call mystical experience, cosmic consciousness, an individual gets the feeling that everything that is happening is his own doing or the opposite of that feeling that he isn't doing anything but that all his doings his decisions and so forth are happenings of nature you can feel it either way you can describe it in these two completely opposite ways but you're talking about the same experience you're talking about experiencing your own activity and the activity of nature as one single process. And you can describe it as if you were omnipotent like God or as if it were completely deterministic and you hardly existed at all. But remember, both points of view are right. We'll see where that gets us. Just a little more ways to go, then it'll be all clear, forget it's ever happened, be other things, feel other ways, listen to other things. Tonight has been a collage, sometimes a collage of old collages. never feels quite right, and yet, it feels like something. Samples of moments of shows that have happened in past, past years. None of it makes sense. Sometimes it makes sense. I'm always pretty sure it doesn't make sense. Sometimes later, I have second thoughts. Other people... They have their own feelings, too. You can send me your feelings. You can call, you can write, you can send email. This is Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. The email address is ken at lastever.org. You can listen to past shows. Probably at some point you'll be able to listen to tonight's show. And you can listen to future shows. You can listen right away on WTJU.net's Tape Vault probably soon thereafter and give the drummer radio lastever.org and other ones they didn't all sound like this Everything maybe some like of them this. did I don't know I try somehow to lose self-awareness be in the present but it's the same thing it's the same thing the show happens every other week every other week next week you'll hear the Hep Imp show this isn't back true. as usual 
fact, I'll be here. I'll make I'll make a new thing. I'll make a new thing, and I think two weeks and two things, not just a new resurrected thing, but an actual new thing that's happening right while you're listening. I know that that show always works, and I don't know about this one. August second, right here. August second. So that's scary in a different way. You can experience the fear with me when you're listening. It's terrifying. I don't know what I'm doing, and then I do it anyway. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I hope there's a good thing for you. If the time slot tonight hasn't been forcibly removed for me after this performance, I'll be back in two weeks. You can always check the Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza webpage, lastever.org, to find out what, when, which week it's happening. You can also check the schedule, wtju.net. You can listen to lots of other shows happening lots of other times of day. Hopefully sounding different from what you're hearing right now. But I don't know. How many cats? And this will stop in 15 minutes or so. And then other things coming from someplace else. Distant. Resonant. How many cats are in the world? Gosh, what is this? Oh yes, and I'll put up, you see, what are the different things? I'm keeping track. It happens so quickly. I'll put them up on my playlist later. I'll put them up on the WTJU playlist later as well. It'll get up, but later. Not not just yet. Though it's hard because, gosh, I realize this is old shows and the new shows. and This is... These bits, I don't know what's playing right now. Because I stopped the things I was playing right now and faded in this other thing that was from 2003. So, a little tricky. I'll put links to the other shows and everyone can... Okay, it's enough of that. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on shame on you. It fool me, we can't get fooled again. Forbidden There's images coming. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Forbidden images coming to you from a distant place that had great resonance for you.
don't feel that, do we, ordinarily? And what we feel instead is an identification of ourselves with our idea of ourselves. Or I would rather say with our right image of ourselves. And that's the first thing. you in his capable hands for the next you play a role. You identify with that role. I play a role. It's called Alan Watts. And I know very well that that's a big act. <clears throat> I can play some other roles besides Alan Watts if necessary. But I find this one is better for making a living. <laughs> But I assure you, it's a mask, and I don't take it seriously. <laughs> you know, the idea of my being a kind of messiah or guru or savior of the world just breaks me up. <laughs> As I know me. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's very difficult to be holy. In the ordinary sense. So, I know I'm not that. But most of us are taught to think that we are whom we are called. And when you're a little child and you begin to learn a role and your parents and your peers approve of your being that, they know who you are. You're predictable. So you can be controlled. But when you act out of role and you imitate some other child's behavior, Everybody points the finger and says, you're not being true to yourself. Johnny, that's not you, that's Peter. <laughs> and so you learn to stay Peter, or to stay Johnny. But of course, you're not either. Because this is just the image of you. It's as much of you as you can get into your conscious attention, which is precious little. Your image of yourself contains no information about how you structure your nervous system. It contains no information about your blood chemistry. It contains almost no information about the subtle influences of society upon your behavior. It does not include the basic assumptions of your culture, which are all taken for granted and unconscious. You can't find them out unless you study other cultures to see how their basic assumptions differ. It includes all kinds of illusions that you're completely unaware of, as, for example, that time is real and that there is such a thing as a past, which is pure hokum. But nevertheless, all these things are unconscious in us and they are not included in our image of ourselves, nor, of course, included in our image of ourselves. Is there any information about our inseparable relationships with the whole natural universe. So, uh, this is a very impoverished image. When you ask a person, what did you do yesterday? They'll give you a historical account of a certain number of events in which they participated in a certain number of things which they saw, used, or were clobbered by. But realize at once that this history leaves out most of what happened. I in trying to describe what happens to me this evening, will never be able to describe it. Because there are so many people here. But if I were to talk about everyone whom I've seen, what they were wearing, what color their hair was, what sort of expressions they had on their faces, I would have to talk till doomsday. 
So instead of this rich physical experience, which is very rich indeed, I have to attenuate it in memory and description, saying, oh, I met a lot of people in Philadelphia. And there were men and there were women, and lots of them were young, and some of them were old. You know, so therefore, in thinking of ourselves in this way, what I did yesterday, what I did the day before, in terms of this stringy, mangy account, all I have is a caricature of myself. And you know the caricature is, doesn't draw you all in, it just puts certain salient features whereby people... Uh, are like that there is no such thing it's not a skeleton. You've got to first so break on your own confusion apparatus to correct your prejudices, and the scientist is not separate from what scientists observe. And uh, the, the general uh, yogic attitude that you uh, you are the master who makes the grass green. Uh, Western science lost that insight, and from Newton onward, we had the idea that it doesn't matter who you are. If you follow scientific procedure, you'll find the truth. Uh, this began to break down after 1900 due to Sigmund Freud, uh, who pointed out that even scientists are human beings and may have neuroses, and that scientific theories may be elaborate rationalizations from neuroses. And the influence of Karl Marx, who pointed out that no matter what you're theorizing about, it's a mirror of your economic status and what your economic goals are. And then anthropologists started coming back with reports about alternative reality tunnels showing that no matter what reality tunnel you live in, the world will organize itself in your perception, in your perception to be compatible with that reality tunnel. It's about the world. So science began to have data to look at science itself critically. This is like what I think I squared real meaning of this, the symbol he created. I squared means intelligence looking at intelligence. That's how intelligence increases, when intelligence looks at intelligence and criticizes intelligence. And so do the psychoanalysis and anthropology and what? Today's version of the truth about the world, irreconcilable with the previous version. So you see how the only structure in the shifting, changing face of nature is the one we impose on it with our theories. Each one the latest version of what we call the truth. As for the permanent values that are supposed to remain unchanged in spite of our changing knowledge, well, they change too. Once it was good to burn women, wrong to claim the earth went round the sun, logical to argue about angels on the head of a pin. The values change every time the universe changes, and that's every time we redefine a big enough bit of it, which we do all the time through the process of discovery isn't discovered. New structures, new versions of how the world works, only appear because of some bit of detail the old version couldn't accommodate that causes everything to change. In spite of what science would have us believe, that kind of switch doesn't happen because of science steadily and purposefully heading towards the truth with one discovery somehow following another along the way as part of some grand plan. As you've seen, each structure in the past worked perfectly well. That's what the truth was for a while. And as for one discovery following another along the way, what way? Going where? The so-called voyage of discovery has as often as not made landfall for reasons little to do with the search for knowledge. Science, like all other human activities, 
is a product of what society at the time thinks is important. What science has done in the last few hundred years has been directed by that fact. As a bunch of skeletons, and they got no flesh on them, just a bunch of bones. And no wonder we all feel inadequate. We're all looking for something to the future to bring us the goodie. What we know we ought to have there's a golden goodie at the end of the line somewhere. There's a good time coming, be it ever so way, far away, that one far-off divine event which all creation moves, we hope. And therefore we say of something that's no good, it has no future. I would say it has no present. But everybody says it has no future. Now, here we are, as it were, psychically starved. And always, therefore, looking, looking, seeking, seeking, seeking. And this confused seeking is going on everywhere. We don't know what we want. Nobody knows what they want. We say, yes, we, th we think of what we want in vague terms. Pleasure, money, wealth, love. Um, fulfillment, personal development. But we don't know what we mean by all that. The person really sits down to figure out, write a long essay, 20 pages, on your idea of heaven. It'll be a sorry production. You can see it already in medieval art, whether it depictions of heaven and hell. Hell is always much better than heaven. I get to talk to people who at long last know it's important. A living makes such meaningless distinctions that how should I cut my hair? What kind of a car should I buy? Will interest rates go up? Uh, I don't care about any of that stuff. Precisely. All the products you consume, the politics you debated, the people you knew, all your life's money. This has been Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. Uh, live, improvised, sound collage. Happening now, happening never again something else happening in two weeks next week chris will be back with the hemp imp show and it's hep thanks for listening please send me a note if you listened if you didn't listen even if you didn't like it that's helpful send a note send email to ken at lastever.org send a note through the website ken's last ever radio extravaganza website lastever.org I may be back in two weeks. Thanks again. Today on the- hey, that was it. Bye, everyone. Bye!